Welcome to the Ascend Television Network and welcome to Second Chances. My name is Greg Hennis and thank you so much for joining us. Each and every week we are so privileged and honored to bring on people from all different walks of life, no matter where they're located on the East Coast, the West Coast, out of the country, in the country, it does not matter. And you say, well, why doesn't matter? Well, here's why. Because all of us are connected, all of us on this program are connected by the Lord Jesus Christ because each and every one of us has given God the opportunity to uh, allow Jesus, His only begotten Son, to come into our lives, to be the Lord of our lives. And that's why we are all connected and uh, each and every one of our guests on this program really do have interesting things to share, some about their life's journeys, some about experiences that they've been led to talk about, and, and some guests just want to share their testimony. But today we have a wonderful guest joining us from what they call the Sunshine State. We have uh, Diogo with us today, and uh, his last name is Estevez, and thank you, Diogo, for joining us here on Second Chances. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thank you for the invite. Thank you. So you have a book out entitled The Journey of a Kingsman and the Twelve Quest to Become the One You Were Created to Be. I want to talk a lot about that book today, but I always like to start off uh, with a little bit of background on our guest and, you know, where you're from and, and how your fi- walk with the Lord began. Absolutely. So I'm originally from Brazil. I've been in the U.S. for the last 16 years, and I've actually lived in six different states here. So I've been been around the block a little bit. Um, I'm 33 years old today. I'm married to my wife, Daniela. I've been married to her for about 15 years now. And I have two amazing sons, you know, Matthew, who's 10 years old, and Luca, who's four. Um, I simply love this country, all the things that uh, God has been able to do in our lives throughout this journey. It's just been so incredible, and today we get a chance to share with you guys a little bit of this journey as well. So you said you've lived in six different states since coming to the United States. What's your favorite state out of the ones you've lived in? I really like Colorado. I love the mountains, and I personally like the cold weather, but uh, we've always heard that a happy wife, you know, if you want to have a happy life, you may want to have a happy wife as well. And my wife loves Florida. She loves the hot weather. So Florida, as of right now, is where we're at. (laughs) Uh, Weather in Brazil, comparable to Florida, comparable to something between Florida and Colorado. Tell tell me what the weather's like in Brazil since you were born there. So I'm from south of Brazil. I would say it's more like Florida. It's a little humid, but, you know, it's pretty, the the heat is pretty intense. So I don't know if it's as bad as Florida. I've been in the U.S., like I said, for this last time for about 14 years. So to be quite honest, I can't really remember what the weather is like where I'm from, but um, I would say something similar to Florida. So we're going to dive into this book today. So I always like to I always like to start off with my questions about people that have written books. Uh, how did you actually get your first book published, and is this your first book? It is my first book, and uh, to be honest with you, I never really had a desire to become an author. Uh, this happened very sudden, and it was last year. I started writing the book in August. And I was actually done in three months. We had the entire process done in about seven months, which was was really fast. But I just believe that because of the journey that we've been on, and like I always say, everyone has is on a different journey. Everyone has a different story that I believe needs to be shared because there's so many lessons and experience that they've been able to acquire along the way. Uh, we're able to, to do this in a, in, a, in a very record time period, let's just put it that way, because it's, you know, God has done so much in our lives that I wanted to be able to get the message out and share the experiences, the lessons that I've learned along the way. Hmm. Well, obviously, you know, there's, there's, a saying, there's a scripture in the, the Bible that goes, we can all do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. And that really leads me to my first question. Um, 
you went through a, a time in your life that was very dark and, um, you know, you contemplated actually ending your life. What changed between where you are today and that period in your life? Well, that actually happened multiple times over, um, I would say over the period, over a period of eight years, uh, where every single day, I don't, I don't remember a single day that actually went by that I wouldn't think about taking my own life. And it wasn't just, you know, just a, a rapid thought or something that would just come and go. It was something that was constant and something I had to live with. There was a, a moment in my life a couple of years ago when I finally got down on my knees and asked God to just take my life because up until that point, I had achieved everything that I thought I wanted in life, and life just didn't make sense. It seemed like the, the math just didn't add up. So at that moment for me, it was very crucial because when I got down on my knees, I was even questioning God's existence. And I asked him, I said, you know, if you do exist and take my life and end it right now because it doesn't make any sense or give me purpose. You know, so the things that happened from that moment on, on weren't necessarily all good things, but they were just shaping me to be the man that I am today. So it was it was very dark because for the most part, as I was going through that period of time, I was actually researching ways on the Internet uh, more often than you would think as, uh, on how to end my life without my wife and my family knowing that I actually committed suicide. So I wanted to do it in a way that would just make them believe that it was an accident. That's how bad things were. You know, every, I would say every other month or every month, I would be, find myself in front of a mental institution, wanted to check myself in because I didn't know what was going on. I just, I needed some help. I just didn't know what type of help. And it was just, it was a very dark period. There's no doubt about that. What, what do you think, what do you think got you into that place in your life where you were feeling like there was no hope? You're feeling hopeless, thinking about ending it. And, and you got to that place. I know you, you mentioned that you asked the Lord to show you your purpose, but how do you think you got into that place in life? Well, it was a mixture of things. You know, there was obviously one of the things that helped me a lot along the way was just understanding the concept of spirit, soul, and body, for instance, which is something that I wasn't very familiar with. I wasn't really familiar with it at all, to be honest with you. Now, I grew up inside the church. My father came to Christ when I was eight years old. But we grew up in a very legalistic environment. So my view of God was very twisted. And as I grew up, I didn't really want to have anything to do with that God that was introduced to me when I was a kid. Because that God was the type of God that was just sitting up there waiting for you to do something wrong so he could punish you. And so as I grew up, there was no point in having a relationship like that. But there were certain things that happened in my life as well, such as, you know, I was introduced to pornography when I was eight years old. And I know that opened the door that played a major role in my life later on, you know, and I obviously I, I share a lot of these things in the book and they're very, very powerful stories and stories that most people would, wouldn't even talk about, let alone just write about it and, and put 10,000 copies of a book out there. But I just believe there's there's freedom that's going to come from it. And I've seen this in, in, in other people's lives as well. But there were so many things that happened along the way that there were just doors that kept being open and I didn't realize it at the time. So yes, there's no doubt there was a... Uh, there was a chemical imbalance and there were things that were going on with my emotions and things like that as well. But I believe that for the most part, it was a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual battle that I was very unaware of up until that point. Now, you said that among your prayers, you asked the Lord to show you your purpose in life. Uh, what did he begin to do in your particular situation to kind of help you understand why he created you, why you were here and how he was going to use your life to, to bless others? 
So one of the things that happened, this, this whole thing took place in April of 2016, so a little over two years ago. And one of the things that really helped me along this way was the people that got placed in my life. One of them was a man, uh, man named Larry Titus, which actually wrote the, uh, the foreword of the book. And um, I actually ended up meeting him through a pastor in Brazil that um, I contacted as I started going through this process. There were, there were a couple of images that kept coming to my mind when I finally surrendered in April of 2016. I saw a picture of a, a vase, and all of a sudden that vase would be broken. And then I saw that vase again, and that vase would be broken, as if something was striking it, and all I could see was just the pieces. And then the face of this pastor from Brazil kept coming to my mind. Now, the challenge is I had only uh, been in touch with this pastor twice. And you have to understand, I have two, over 300 pastors' uh, phone numbers in my cell phone today. So for me to be uh, seeing this, this pastor's face in my mind just didn't make, quite a, quite, you know, didn't make a lot of sense at the moment. And then when I finally got in touch with him, he said, uh, and I explained to him what was going on. I told him that I had surrendered my life, and I didn't really quite know what was happening. And I said, I'm feeling this crazy attraction towards Texas, and I don't have any business there. I don't know anyone there. And he said, coincidentally enough, there's a pastor, actually a couple, that's coming to minister at our church within two days, and I want to tell them about you, and they're from Texas. So from that moment on, just the things that happened, I always say that if I had planned them, they wouldn't have worked out as well. You know, and I finally met Larry. Larry became a mentor to me, and that's when the journey really began as far as a transformational piece, because Larry took me to his home for a whole month to just minister to me and just to disciple me and kind of show him the other side of the actual truth and not what I hadn't been introduced to uh, up until that point as far as God and religion and church and all these things. So so tell me, just to, just a little bit you've shared with us so far, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. How true is that? Oh, it's absolutely true, because up until that point, what I didn't realize was that I was, I was achieving things in my life, and I achieved something pretty substantial, at least when it comes to my age and this, the environment that I grew up in, financially speaking and success-wise and things like that. But I was trying to do everything on my own strength. And, and what I realized at that point is that it didn't matter how much I did or how much I achieved. I was never going to be able to fill that void that I was trying to fill with external things. So you're absolutely right. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It makes so much sense because now you can finally rest and you know that everything that's coming into your life, you can't really take, uh, uh, you can't really say that I did anything because it was all for him. We are visiting with Diogo, the uh, Diogo Estevez, and the book we're talking about is The Journey of a Kingsman and the 12 Quest to Become One of uh, One You Were Created to Be. And Diogo, you talk a lot about, obviously, those 12 core principles. Obviously, that's uh, part of the title of the book. Could you share some of them for us and let us know why they are so vital in success of life? Sure. One of the things that I realized way, and I share this quite often with people, is that most of us, because we're constantly being shaped by society and in, in our parents and the environment that we grow up in, we are taught what's important in life and what's not. You know, and oftentimes we spend, you know, most of our time trying to pursue the things that we believe are going to get us to that ultimate fulfillment or happiness at the end of the day. But we end up sacrificing other areas and not realizing that it's going to cost us a lot in the end. So what I found, because my background is in financial planning, so finances have always been a big part of my life, I saw people that were spending all of their lives 
for instance, pursuing wealth, which is one of the pillars, and it's extremely, it's extremely important in our lives. But they were sacrificing everything else. So they were sacrificing their health or their relationships or their family or even their time. And all of a sudden, they get to the end of their lives and they look back and realize that they're now trying to spend all of their wealth trying to get everything else back. Well, the challenge is they don't have any more time now. So what I believe is when I started writing this book and just asking the, God, the, Lord, the Lord for direction is I believe that everyone should be living a life, a life of true fulfillment is going to be a result of a balanced life. So the 12 quests are basically 12 areas of life, like I just mentioned, wealth, you know, time, fun, dreams, relationship, family, growth, contribution. Those are all areas of your life that I really believe need to be balanced as you journey through this 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 world so you can get at the end of the day you know at the end of your life and just realize that you lived a life of you found ultimate fulfillment at the end of the day you know i've heard it said by many people that have struggled with depression struggled with thinking that they needed to end their life that a lot of people around them really didn't know that they were that depressed was that the case with your wife and your your family it is because I think when you're going through something like this, um, you, you, you try to put it into words and share with the people around you. But it's, it's a horror movie playing in your mind 24-7. And the way I saw this is obviously the people around me, my wife, my parents, my kids, and you know, all the people uh, that were living with me at the time, I shared with them a little bit of what was going on. I would say 10% of it. I just thought that if I shared 100% of what was really going on, they would just, you know, go mad as well because they wouldn't they would try to understand what was happening, but they wouldn't be able to either. You know, I'm battling with this and I don't know how to handle it. But like I said, the best way to put it is imagine if you're watching the worst horror movie you could ever think of 24 hours a day and you don't know what to do to stop watching that movie. It's just it's a very it's a feeling of hopelessness. You know, you, you don't know what to do at the end of the day. We are visiting with Diogo Estevez. The book, uh, once again, is entitled The Journey of a Kingsman and the 12 Quest to Become the One You Were Created to Be. If someone would like to learn more about you or this particular book, we're going to continue the interview in just a moment, uh, Diogo. Is there a website? Is there a place that one could uh, visit to learn more? Absolutely. They can go right on the website, which is www.thekingsmanacademy.com. Okay. Kingsmanacademy.com? Yes. Okay. Uh, why do you say that we cannot allow our feelings or circumstances to dictate who we are? Because I believe that when you're living your life based on your circumstances and the things that are happening to you, you're never going to find peace. You're never going to be, you're never going to find the stability that you're looking for. I think that, you know, two and a half years ago when I finally surrendered my life and I said, I can't do this anymore, take it or give me purpose, I, I fully surrendered control. Uh, because of my personality type, this is something that I always had to have, is control over everything. I needed to know what was going on 100% of the time. And when you're trying to live your life that way, you're never really going to get to a day to where you realize that you're, you're satisfied with everything that you achieved or everything that you did. Because the truth is, you don't have control of things. There's so many external things that can happen to us on a daily basis that unless you're, you're solid, unless you have a, a solid foundation that you can, you know, you can um, stay in or you can have, you're never going to be able to just have the, the peace, the inner peace that you're looking for. So that's what I mean by not, a, not living, uh, allowing your circumstances to control the way you're living. You also talk about in your book that 
we make spiritual life more complicated than it should be. Why would you say that? Well, because I think that the Bible is so full of uh, promises and, and commandments and, and for a reason, right? There's a, there's a reason why God shares what he shares with us in the Word of God. And I'm very new in the faith. So like I said, technically only a couple of years old. But I realize that there are things that God has already done for us that we keep sometimes asking him to do, but it's already done. We just have to take authority over it and just, you know, take possession of it and live our lives like he wants us to live our lives. So when you're when you're praying for God to give you something or to do something for you, and maybe in the Bible it says, but I've already given it to you. I can't give you something that I've already done. You just have to take ownership of it. That's what I mean, making spiritual things or maybe over-spiritualizing things that don't need to be over-spiritualized. They're pretty practical things, you know. If you want to... For example, uh, taking more on the, the body side, on the when we speak about spirit, soul, and body, just taking the body into consideration. If you want to lose weight and you never go out for a walk or don't do any exercise, well, start doing that. You know, go for an hour walk, go for a two-hour walk, start eating a little better. You know, there are things that are pretty practical that we can just. But I understand there are a lot of things that are going on in your mind that maybe you're holding you back. So maybe you have to work on that as well. So that's what I mean when I say maybe over spiritualizing certain things. Something, something else you point out in your book is that millennial men in particular seem to struggle in today's culture. Why do you say that they are stuck? Well, I think for the most part, not just men, but men and women as well. I think that the way society views millennials is that they're lazy, you know, that they don't want anything to do with anything. They want something for nothing. And what I realized, because I'm a millennial as well, so what I realized along the way is not that millennials want something for nothing. And the reason they're struggling so much in today's society is because they just don't want to trade their time for just another paycheck. They want to know for a fact that what they're doing is going to have a, a greater impact. It's going to mean something at the end of the day. They want significance behind it. And I just think that oftentimes we're constantly trading our time for money and we're going from this job to that job. And all we're really seeking is that paycheck. And that's not what we're looking for. Millennials are looking for significance. They want to make sure that they're, they're, they're leaving the world a much better place that they found it. And when you finally, when you finally get to that point and you can help them through that, magical things happen. It's just incredible to see. Mm. You know, one of the areas that you also touch on, and it's interesting because I, I think most of the interviews that I bring up, I talk about uh, people when they first give their life to the Lord, how they need somebody to kind of help move them along, or they don't grow as a Christian. Now, I assume if I, you know, asked you, there's probably several people that have come along in your life that have helped move you through to answer some of your questions and help you to grow, obviously, by staying in the Word and different things to where you are as a Christian today. But that leads us to our next question. Mentors. We all need them, and why are they so important? Well, I believe a mentor is someone that has already been to a destination that you want to get to. You know, otherwise, they act, in other words, they act as a, a tour guide and not a travel agent. A travel agent is someone that just sells you a ticket to go somewhere that maybe they haven't been to yet. A mentor is, is someone that has already been there. So mentors are crucial in our lives. And I, I also believe that it's not just in the spiritual life, it's in every area of life. If you want to be healthier, then you have to find someone that has mastered that area of life. If you want to have a, a healthier uh, spiritual life, you have to find someone like that as well. But mentors are crucial because 
they're, they're, because they've been there before, they're willing to take you by the hand, or they're able to take you by the hand and kind of guide you along the way. Now, obviously, your story is not their story, so it's not going to be exactly the same. But being able to have someone that you can share the things and the circumstances that, are, that you're going through um, and, you know, maybe learn some valuable lessons because they've already been there that they can share with you, I think it will, you will avoid a lot of the mistakes that you would have made otherwise. I keep thinking about my life because everything that we're building uh, with the Kingsman Academy is based on mentorship. So I keep imagining two Diogos, the 30-year-old Diogo, 31-year-old Diogo, which is the one that gave his life, that was struggling like crazy, and the 17-year-old Diogo when I first moved to the U.S. by myself to work. And I keep imagining what my life would have been like if I had had a mentor when I was 17 years of age. How many mistakes would I have avoided throughout my life? Because I had someone next to me that I could talk to, that I could share openly, that wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't uh, judge me, that would love me unconditionally. I believe this is what a mentor is. So this is why we're basing everything that we're doing on mentorship to be able to help people get to the next level of their lives and not make as many mistakes, perhaps. Knowing what you know today, what would you say is a scarier proposition? Moving to the United States at 17 and not knowing anybody or not living for Jesus Christ? Oh, not leaving, living for Jesus for sure. <laughs> because, like I said, you know, with everything else in this world, we're, we're, we're like chameleons, right? So we can get, we, we adapt. It might not be as easy, but we can adapt. But when you have a solid foundation, like living for Jesus, for instance, my life has completely changed. But remember, I was inside the church since eight years of age. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actually having a relationship with them, which is completely different. Now, you could have a relationship with them and then be in the church and have a pastor and have the community around you. But just being inside a church and just, you know, going to church every Sunday and going to the service, that doesn't really do anything. But there's no doubt about that. That's, this is the main foundation. You know, in, in your book, there are several chapters that you deal with wise investments, things like money, simple solutions for planning. You know, why do you get into that and why do you talk about that? Because I believe this is what my background is. This is what I've done for the last 10 years. And this is what I see that people struggle with the most. One of the things that helped me along the way was, you know, I've taken the last pretty much the last three years off. I've, I always say that I've unplugged from the matrix because I wanted to be able to focus on what is it that I was supposed to do with my life. So I haven't literally done any work in the last three years, which means I haven't produced income. I haven't exchanged time for money. But because of my background and everything that I learned early on and because of the, you know, the amount of money we're able to make when we did very well with our real estate company and things like that, we're able to invest the money wisely to support us throughout this journey. So one of the reasons why I bring this out in the book is because I believe that people are very unaware of how to handle money the right way. How can they make it grow? How can they manage it? Because it's not about how much you make at the end of the day. It's about how much you keep and more importantly, how much you invest and how much money your money makes for you. So I wanted to bring just at least just touch on this and just bring people to a different level of awareness so they can start understanding that money is a major part of their lives. And unless they learn how to handle it properly, they'll very likely always be anxious and be scared of money because they'll never be able to keep it. And more importantly, like I said, put money to work for them. Do you think that knowing what you know and where you are today, that what you just shared with us in a, in a little capsule there could possibly lead to a second book down the road or maybe a book down the road about some of the planning and investments and things like that with a Christian perspective? 
There's no doubt about that. Actually, one of the reasons why I wrote the book, the way I structured it, again, because of my personality type and my type and my background as well, which is plenty, um, I always do things you know, with the end in mind. And this is one of the things that I write about in the book. So the reason why I decided to write the book about the 12 quests on the 12 quests of life, in my opinion, is because eventually I want to be able to write one book on each one of those quests so we can dig, you know, dig deeper into each one of those subjects as well. You know, one of the things that you talk about and certainly admit in this book and even have admitted with, with us here on the program today is the need to achieve. And what would you say is the balance between being driven to succeed and learning to be at peace where you currently are in life? I think contentment, that's the, the, the word that I never really understood and I believe this is the word that I finally, when I, once I finally understood, it just brought me peace. Because I think that if you're not growing, you're dying, right? It's just like a plant. The plant doesn't just, doesn't just sit still. It either grows or dies, like everything else in this world. So I think having contentment is, plays a major role in your life because it's not that you're unhappy with, with, with the position you're currently in. But it's also that not that you're, you know, you don't want to grow, you don't want to achieve more things. I think it's about being happy where you're at, but always having that next goal, always be striving for that next level. Now, it doesn't mean that if you don't reach that, you're going to be unhappy. That's not what I'm talking about. But it just means that you're always trying to grow. You're always trying to learn. You're always trying to achieve more, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as there's a healthy balance. In other words, like I said before, uh, you're not sacrificing, for instance, your health or your family and your time with your kids because you're trying to achieve more financially. That I don't agree with. At the very end of your book, you include a list of 89 steps uh, on the journey of a Kingsman. And what do you want men or people, for that matter, to learn from reviewing those 89 steps? What would you hope that they learn? So what we did at the end of the book, just to kind of make it easier, we summarized all of the steps that we have at the end of each chapter. So if you notice, there is three, you know, the seven steps at the end of each chapter, and we just compiled all those 89 at the end of the at the end of the book. So what I noticed, you know, every time I read a book, it's the information is great, but towards the end, there's nothing that really engages me a little more. There's nothing that you know challenges me to maybe think outside the box, other than the content that's in the chapter, which is very valuable. So with the questions at the end of each chapter, we wanted people to start asking themselves questions to be able to maybe understand that the life that they're living now isn't the life that they're supposed to be living. And maybe it is. I don't know. But the, the whole point with this is just to get them to challenge themselves. And just, you know, by answering those questions, maybe they can see a light at the end of the tunnel or something they thought there was no, there was no hope, there was no other way to that situation specifically. Well, what you just said really kind of leads us to the end of the program. We always love to give our guests the ability to to pray with our viewers. Uh, Obviously, you know, you have come, you know, you said, as you mentioned and shared with us, 2016 is when you really, you know, began your Christian walk after you got things, things right and started on your path that you are today. You're an early Christian. But obviously the Lord, as you've talked about, had a plan and had a purpose. And I'm sure that there are many people that are watching this program today that may have been exactly where you were back then. So we would love, uh, Diogo, if you would pray uh, for those people and, uh, you know, give them some encouragement from the Lord today. 
Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today. I ask that every single person that's currently watching this program may understand that there's a reason why you created them. The reason why there's a reason why they're living life so frustrated. And that reason, I believe, is because you're not living out the purpose you created them for. So I ask that you might enlighten their mind and just show them the path they're supposed to follow and help them with every, you know, by positioning every tool and person in their lives so they can finally reach the destiny that you created for them. Thank you so much for this program and for everything that, that they do for people. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our guest today on Second Chances has been Diogo Estevez. The book, once again, is entitled The Journey of a Kingsman and the 12 quests to become the one you were created to be. One more time, Diogo, the way to obtain a copy of the book, learn more about you, is at what site? So you can go to thekingsmanacademy.com or you can find the book on Amazon as well if it's easier for you. Okay, well, if you put anything else out, please feel free to come back and visit with us again. We really enjoyed having you on the program today. Thank you so much. It was a privilege to be here with you today. Privilege to have you, too. Tune in next time for more Second Chances right here on the Ascend Television Network.